All right, peeps. This episode is with a lovely human being that has come into my life from Costa Rica, Meg Murray. You're going to have to be patient with this one. There are dogs barking in the background as per Costa Rica, but we talk about yoga and Reiki and energies and benefits and all of the juicy stuff. If you are curious about Reiki, this is the episode for you. What is up world? This is the Daily Endurance Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Meister, coming to you from beautiful Costa Rica. Join me on a spiritual journey with tips, tricks, and tools to help you along your own spiritual journey in this galactic earth ride that we are all on. I'll be interviewing friends of mine and also sharing my journey with you along the way. Welcome to Daily Endurance. Hello world and welcome back to another episode of Daily Endurance. Today I have my magical roommate in Samara, Costa Rica. Meg Murray today and we are going to talk about Reiki and we are going to talk about magic and all of the things. So welcome Meg to Daily Endurance. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited that you are here. It is absolutely, well, it's a long time coming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've been living together so it was only a matter of time. It's amazing. Amazing. Okay. So you are a Reiki master, tarot card reader, all of these magical things. So I'm going to ask you the first question is what is something that you do every single day to align your day and make sure that it goes with the flow? Mm, I love this question. So something that I do every day is Kundalini yoga Mm. and it's kind of out there for people who don't know about it, but those who do know about it, it's like pure magic. Um, and even if it's just like five, ten minutes of, of a kundalini kriya, um, a, a meditation, I, I just have to do it to feel like myself mm-hmm. or else I'll feel off. I can tell the difference because if yeah. I don't do it, then I'm like, oh, why am I irritable There's today? The like, why? Already, I love it. Yes. Yeah. Why are you irritable? Why? Why do I feel? I'm like, oh yeah, because I didn't do my practice, and so it's like my medicine. And having um, been on and off of antidepressants um, for, wow, I guess I was on them for almost like six years. I found Kundalini to be the best substitute, <laughs> natural mm-hmm. substitute for anxiety medicine, and I yeah, I it's the one thing that's actually really worked for me and my my personal body and mm-hmm. um, the way I work and yeah it's been it, it's been something that I've just had to stick with every day to to feel good for your daily endurance yes exactly. I love it there it is yeah because that's that's good to hear that because so far it's been like breath work I feel, feel like most people I've interviewed it's been breath work is their practice yeah and kundalini yoga is a lot for those of you who are listening and don't know about kundalini yoga it's not your typical yoga flow vinyasa hatha um it's a lot of breath work so Mm, like breath of fire yeah is part of that and so it's it's a different kind of yoga um the breath breath. is so (laughs) important and i mean like it makes sense that it helped my anxiety because 
a lot of my anxiety was like not breathing correctly mm. or hyperventilating during panic attacks. So once I was doing Kundalini every day and focusing on the breath and mm. it's like it rewired something within me where I just felt calmer in my days. And yeah, it's it's been such a blessing in my life. So how did you find Kundalini? Uh, my best friend, Mel, who oh, you've okay. met. Yeah, she was, um, she is a kundalini teacher. Oh, So cool. I was fortunate enough to, like, see her doing it, and she sent me um, these women um, their course and was like, you know, if you want to get into this, it's a great course, and then, yeah, it was, took off from there. And that was uh, three years ago. So is this, like, before you found Reiki, after you found Reiki? Oh, this is before Reiki, yeah, because this okay. was... Reiki I've, has been in my life for a little over a year, well, like a year and a half now, mm-hmm. um, whereas Kundalini has been in my life for like three years now. Amazing. Yeah. So how did you find Reiki? So um, Reiki came into my life when I was living in Tulum, Mexico, mm. and there are so many amazing healers there, and this is around the time like COVID started and everyone was freaking out in the U.S., and I was like, I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, what about like Tulum, Mexico? We can go there in October and um, get a place by the beach. And it was such a breath of fresh air to be there during like times of craziness in um, the States in the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, it's still, still crazy there, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I was in Tulum and fortunate, fortunate enough to be around healers and I, my friend also recommended this Reiki healer, and I didn't know about Reiki. Um, I was new to the, I had heard about energy healing, mm-hmm. but it's like I'd only gotten a massage at that point. I've done sound healing, and that felt amazing before. Um, but she introduced me to this amazing healer, and during our session, like the first 20 minutes, I felt so uncomfortable, and there like I could feel the energy it almost felt like I didn't know at the time because I wasn't into energy but I just felt anxiety that's how I described it in the moment but looking back it's like my energy was kind of like pushing his energy away so it was like fighting like I was kind of protecting myself of like I wasn't open of like what I was about to receive Mm. and then once like 20 minutes into the Reiki session he like broke dead like I was like okay I just need to surrender Mm. came into surrender and wow like inner child stuff was coming up and healing and ex-boyfriend like hurt was coming up and and just surfacing and healing and so many different things it felt like a purge in a sense of like Mm. the things that were surfacing Mm -hmm. and I was just able to see them so clearly and give them love and he was working on my chakras, and um, I was just blown away. At the end of it, I was like, what did you do? Like, I've never experienced anything yeah. like that in my life. And he, I told him about the anxiety in the beginning, and um, he was like, you know, you might be a healer yourself, and our energies are just kind of like weren't matched up at, at, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if this is something that you'd want to look into, I mean, he also was saying you know I can teach you how to do this Um, and I was just fascinated after that I remember like going back to my apartment there and just needing like a ton of alone time to process what just just happened happened. I'm like where did I go (laughs) like I was having flashbacks and yeah so I I just kind of sat with that 
um, reflection of Reiki, and I just was curious after that. Mm-hmm. And then you decided to, like, where did you get your training from? So, yeah, so he offered, but um, I sat and reflected after my first session, and I'm like, yeah, this is something I definitely want to learn, mm-hmm. but I had a vision in that moment of a woman, like a woman energy yeah. teaching me how to do Reiki. It just, I don't know the symbolism in it, but it just felt very important to me that I had a, a woman um, teacher or that that's what spirit, you know, was showing me like, oh, your, your teacher for this is going to be a woman. And so I trusted that. And, um, I got invited to a dinner. Dogs of Costa Rica. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love all the nature we're surrounded by. Yeah. So I, um, got invited to a dinner, didn't know it was like a mutual friend. And she starts talking about what she's, she does for a living, and she's a Reiki master. And, yeah, and she was saying that she does these courses online. And as she's speaking, I just remember looking at her and being like, yep, that's my teacher. Like, that's, that's her. I found, And it was actually, like, maybe a week or two after I'd had that initial Reiki session. So it happened pretty quickly that I met her. Um, but it wouldn't be until five months later that I actually did the course. Wow. Yeah. And you loved it. Just like fell in love with it right away. Yeah. I, oh, it's like when you find that missing, like that missing puzzle piece to your Mm. soul, it really felt like that. Like it was a, oh, like this is what I'm supposed to do moment. Like this is why I was kind of like lost for a while because this is what I'm supposed to do. Totally resonates. Yeah, Yeah. It was once I got the attunement and once it happened, um, once the training happened, I just felt the Reiki energy coming through me and in my hands. And I felt like, wow, this is, this isn't the first time I've been a healer. And Mm. it just felt like I activated that past life experience into this, this lifetime. I love it. That's incredible. So you did that in Tulum? No. So then that was when I, um, so I travel a bit and by five months later, I was in Hawaii, so I did oh, that in Hawaii. I love Hawaii. that. Yeah. I do know this part, but yeah. it's still so cool, like the travel. So, I know the where I yeah. end up in this story. Yeah, which we're not going to get into. That's a yeah. whole other podcast <laughs> yes. episode. Yes, of all the travels. <laughs> and it's a beautiful episode. Um, that's incredible. So if somebody's, like, brand new to Reiki, how would you describe, like, what exactly it is from somebody who knows nothing? Yes. And I actually, a lot of my clients are, they're curious. They're like, Perfect. what is Reiki? <laughs> and I describe it as it's life force energy that we all have access to. But Reiki in particular is an ancient Japanese practice. Mm-hmm. And um, it gets passed down by a master. So it's something we all have access to. But the, the way that it's channeled is through a specific technique that needs to be received through a master and um, once that happens you're able to have this access to the symbols Mm -hmm. and how it works and as a healer um, channeling the life force energy once you are Reiki Reiki 1 and 2 certified um, Reiki 1 certification is learning about healing the self and then Mm -hmm. once you get your Reiki 2 certification it's about being able to to heal others with that mm-hmm. that channeling and um, it's hard to describe the feeling as a receiver of Reiki mm. but the the person giving the Reiki 
it's channeling this and you can kind of feel it like I can feel the chakras and where it might be a little bit blocked where there needs to be movement what needs to be activated mm -hmm. sometimes I see visuals of um, animals that are coming through or um, different visions of, of the future or maybe blocks so it's really beautiful being a Reiki practitioner because I get to help my client heal and move through this and then as a receiver of Reiki you sometimes feel sensation you might feel heat you f mm -hmm. can sometimes feel like that that specific chakra that specific part of your body where it might be stagnant energy you start to feel it moving you might just feel relaxed you might feel tired mm -hmm. um, and that's what's cool about Reiki is that it's we can't really explain it to the depth that it is because it's because it's magic. Because it's magic. <laughs> and that's what, after every time someone has a session, and I love, like, clients that have never had Reiki before mm. because they're, like, believers. They're like, oh, my God, I've never experienced anything like that. Like, what did you do to me? It's kind of like my first mm. time getting Reiki. And it's I get to see that over and over again with clients. And I get to see how they kind of, like, they come into a session, one person, mm -hmm. and then they leave feeling lighter. Like, they just released you know years of of emotions that may have been stored in the body mm -hmm. through just one session and I mean you'll get more the more sessions you go through but it's really beautiful what one session can even do Aww. that's amazing oh my god yeah I definitely need one before I leave <laughs> you're like oh that sounds like something <laughs> I could use right now <laughs> after everything I've gone through in the past two weeks yeah that'd be great um that's incredible so with that, where did you find the tarot cards? So, tarot kind of came through. It snuck in there when it snuck, <laughs> it snuck in, in there. there. Like it wasn't like a tarot chose you. <laughs> it it really did. Yeah. I mean, I went into a store when I got my first oracle deck. Oracles came before I got my first tarot deck, and this was also in the beginning of around the beginning of COVID. And I just went into a crystal store and saw this beautiful goddess oracle deck and was like, I need to buy this and started playing around with that. Um, maybe watched a few YouTube videos of like how to connect with oracle decks. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I think I was in Tulum and opening myself up to these healers that I was like, wow, it would be cool to um, expand on my oracle deck and do tarot. Because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'd been watching YouTube videos of tarot readers and I had gone to psychics before. Um, so it was around that time that I got my tarot deck and mm -hmm. I started to intuitively teach myself. I didn't watch how to do tarot yeah. originally. I just started connecting with my deck and connecting to the, yeah, this entity of tarot, which is really beautiful and ancient. Mm -hmm. And it showed me through the cards, through the artwork, and through my intuition, really, mm -hmm. like, mostly my intuition of, like, what I needed to hear in yeah. the pictures, and sometimes it's not even the pictures, it's, like, I see a little image, and then I just get those downloads wow. um, of what the tarot are trying to teach me, and I eventually did a course um, just to learn, I don't know, I just wanted, my Capricorn moon was, like, I want to know all the facts about tarot, yeah. too, um, so I did do a course to learn more about it, but it's really cool to see how my intuition on the cards was very aligned with, um, what it was. And I, I suggest that for a lot of things is, mm -hmm. you know, teach yourself first. And even with Reiki, like we all are 
able to access this yeah. energy healing yeah. um, without the the proper teachings and cer- certificates. But it does help. Like I love the knowledge. I love I love knowing how to start a session, end a session. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of protection in it as well. So it is valid. But we're we're so capable of learning these things with our intuition and connecting to spirit as well. And as someone who's had your tarot card readings, they're just like <laughs> so powerful. Like I've um, never had readings like that before. And it's just like, you're like right in there just like reading me. And I'm like, how does she, I haven't even told her this stuff. Like, how does she know this stuff? And it's, I mean, it's coming through spirit. It's not really me. Yeah. But I open myself to be a channel of this unconditional love mm. of a spirit and I love reading tarot like it's just a story to me it's kind of fun the way I, I read yeah. because it doesn't make sense because the cards just kind of come out and they're a little bit messy it's like artwork and then it creates this story that you need to hear and it might not even be the original question like it, it goes off of that mm-hmm. so tarot for me is kind of like painting and it's this art that creates this story that is helpful for you and what you need to hear in this moment and it's like crazy bang on. So if anybody needs a tarot card reading, like yeah, hundred percent. Can you like so? How does it work if you're online versus in person? I mean, I definitely prefer doing in person just because it's um, it's just with most things, it's it's fun to connect in that way. Mm-hmm. But totally, I do Reiki virtually, and it's just as powerful. So same with tarot, it's just as powerful. Mm-hmm. I can do it over the phone over Zoom. I have a link in my um, Instagram Mm -hmm. that you can click on and I do tarot readings over the phone. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've been doing it. And then I've been doing it here in Costa Rica in person, which is really fun. (laughs) But even if you're not like, yeah, you can, you can look at my, my Instagram and we can connect and do it virtually. Yeah, that's so cool. And then Reiki's the same. That is just Mm -hmm. like, I love energy because it doesn't matter if you're in the room with the person. Oh, yeah. As long, like when you're on a phone call with somebody, same thing happens. Like that's how I talk to my son. It's like it feels like he's there even though he's not. Definitely. Right? And it's, I mean, we have that with our family members or people we're really close to. Those moments where you're thinking about someone and they call or, you know, it's all energy. It's like electricity. It's all, it doesn't make sense to the logical mind sometimes of how, how like our phones are working. And it does, I mean, you can go to the root of it but mm-hmm. energy is just so beautiful how it works and when you experience a, a distance Reiki session mm-hmm. um, you don't really have to question it you just have to trust because it, it's worked and I just did a Reiki session today for someone and she's been having a lot of pain a- in her body and she just felt so relaxed after and she felt that energy moving and I mean she's in, on the east coast and I'm in the states and and I'm here in Costa Rica so yeah yeah, it doesn't matter where you're you are you can receive this this magical healing that's amazing so where along your journey did you find your spirituality where did that come in like were you always spiritual did it happen because of the Reiki massage that's a good question because it's always been there yeah but growing up Catholic Oh, I didn't no. know how no, to no, name no. it. Yeah, so like I was sensitive. I was had anxiety as a kid. I was too emotional. Um, yeah, I was told a lot that I was too sensitive. I was too emotional to be quiet, mm-hmm. that I was like making things up. 
Um, so I think, I mean, since I was a kid, I could pick up on these energies more than like the empathetic child. It was, I could really feel emotions and I could hear things in my house growing up that were definitely ghosts and trouble sleeping with that and couldn't explain it. I didn't have anyone to talk to. So in my teenage years, I kind of toned it down. I kind of pushed that aside and... And then I got really, really anxious with in college. And um, yeah, I think these gifts were, I, I didn't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. So it turned into anxiety and oversensitivity. And, yeah, and then, yeah, so it was probably 2019 that I started digging deep into my spirituality mm-hmm. and I was into yoga before that I was into reading about spirituality but I at that point I was ready to like start opening myself up mm-hmm. to receiving messages and visions and and being so you just like intuitively knew like it's time to let source in yeah um, and and doing and labeling it for what it was before mm-hmm. I was ignoring it or like being like oh everyone I actually didn't realize until I don't know how long ago that a lot of people don't have like these visions and kind of like dreams for me but during the day I just um this is probably like two two years ago of like yeah when I just close my eyes sometimes in meditation I'd have a vision and I could see it clearly and I was like oh you know other people probably get that I just kept downplaying like these gifts because I don't know if I just wasn't ready to like accept it in myself like it freaked me out Mm -hmm. um yeah that was probably like two years ago that I really started getting them coming in fully wow yeah just like surrender pure surrender totally and then your life just like is that okay so you short because I know this about you already that's when you were a flight attendant and then like you knew already and then source just kind of the world universe was just kind of like hey we need you to come this way now yeah yeah like as a flight attendant it was definitely there but I was distracted by my anxiety I was distracted by work and Mm. barely sleeping and flying crazy hours so it's when you're in that like 3d when you're caught up in rent and well, like relationships and yeah you're yeah. just kind of putting your energy on the, these practical which ne- necessary things but to the point where I couldn't fully tap into my gifts I was mm-hmm. just kind of ignoring these intuitive feelings and wasn't focusing on them because I they freaked me out so I was focusing on the practical stuff mm-hmm. and and everything else but my it, oh my god it made my anxiety so much worse like not honoring what was coming up interesting and not listening so it's like a voice in the back of your head that's just like start listening or else yeah I mean and, yeah like partnership and their job like even before COVID I kept getting this message to do virtual work it was so loud and I didn't listen to it I was like ah, I feel like I'm supposed to leave my job as a flight attendant and work remotely and, and you're like no and I was like no like I'm not <laughs> doing that I'm like even though I hated my job right. at that point I was comfortable. Mm. I knew where my paychecks were coming from. I I mean, I was, like, I wasn't comfortable, but in my mind, I, like, talked to myself. It was definitely a battle of, of within myself during that time. Wow. Um, and then you just, COVID hit. COVID happened, and it yeah. really, like, that's 
that was when the shift really, really happened. We can tell that story if you want. <laughs> of COVID? Or? Of, like, how you left that to go into this. Yeah, so um, March 2020, I was in San Diego and living with my best friend who was also a flight attendant. And there was so much fear around, you know, being a flight attendant at that time, not knowing what COVID was, mm -hmm. not knowing who it could, it could affect or who, where it was, like, geographically. And um, so, yeah, I was in a lot of fear. And then eventually my roommate ended up, our, our lease was going to be up, and she knew she wanted to stay in San Diego. And I was kind of, like, having this, this desire to... Um, live somewhere else just get out of out of the states yeah but with our job there's just a lot up in the air like we didn't know if we we had the security of our flight attendant job and um, we were on unpaid leave and then we were getting unemployment through the like the company and um, there was just yeah a lot of uncertainty and then the airline I worked for came out with this package mm -hmm. and they're like, we don't want to fire any flight attendants, but we can't afford to have you guys to, uh, still on the line because, you know, so many flights were canceled. They were losing a ton of money. Mm. So I wasn't even thinking I was going to take the package because I didn't think it was going to be good. And then a friend sent the whole package to me, and I read it, and it was free, free flights for, like, standby. Yeah for two years for every year you've flown with the company. So I worked for the company for four years, so eight years of flying, Wow! amazing. Yeah. And in that moment when I started reading the, the benefits of taking the package, I'm like, I need to do this, but I'm gonna ask God, spirit, universe. I just, I, that's the thing I have always done even since mm -hmm. a kid, I ask for signs. Mm -hmm. Like I wanna see a butterfly for this, or I just kinda would play with symbolism of what I wanted to see mm -hmm. for confirmation. So I asked for a sign. I'm like, please make it really clear if I'm supposed to take this package. And then a week goes by and they send an email of the, the deadline that we have to decide to take the package or not take the package. Yeah. And it was on my birthday. On like a, It was a Tuesday or something, like a random day, but it was on my birthday that I had to decide if I was going to stay with this company or leave. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Like, that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, I mean, it was a moment of huge transformation and shifts of, like, not wanting to go out with my friends as much, meditating more, mm -hmm. go, having this routine. I'd go really, really deep into meditations, really get such vivid visions. And I was watching all these YouTube videos of, um, connecting to your spirit guides and that's when I just dove in and I had the time because I'm like I'm stuck in the house and um, things were shut down so I just really went inward and when my lease was coming up that's when it fell into place that my friend talked to me about Tulum synchronicities yeah the synchronicities <laughs> and I found a yoga teacher Horse training sets. there and yeah it was right there. It just fell into place, but it felt like a lot of loss to it because I was like, I lost my, like, I didn't lose my job, but like, I don't have a stable job. I don't know what I'm going to do next. And my friends, I'm not like spending as much time with them. And it just, the moment it felt like a loss, but that was the beginning of, of all this. Isn't that crazy how it always feels like you're losing everything? 
like especially you know my story of everything yeah. that's going on. even right now it's yeah. like it still feels like I'm losing everything yeah and you're physically getting rid of things yeah. so it's like I'm losing this you have these attachments to stuff to stuff for what yeah <laughs> like the what's on the other side is so much better once you let go totally and it's making room for what's on the other side because we kind of fill up ourselves with these attachments but then there's no room for what the universe wants to give us yeah Yeah. which is like exactly that's magic exactly and i didn't realize at the time that this would like happen a couple more times like oh yeah (laughs) i'm like oh okay this is the big this is the big like release and you know everything's gonna be good now I I feel like it's never ending. Yeah. Like it's sometimes I do feel that way too. Right? Like here's another gift. Like here's another lesson. Here's another gift. Like Yeah. It just all flows once you fully surrender. Yes, that's key word. Surrender. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see the pattern of like everything's temporary. Don't that that attachment. attachment. Yeah. Yeah. That attachment was huge. Who did you do your yoga training with again? Um, a woman. Oh, this was cool too. How this, she's this connected. Is a good story. <laughs> this is like, there's Let's so many stories. I love this one. <laughs> within the story, um, yeah, I'd been looking for yoga teacher training while I was in in my apartment and isolated and doing these deep meditations. And I was watching this one um, woman on YouTube, and she was talking about she's she's a psychic and beautiful soul and. I felt so aligned with her energy and everything she was saying and predicting and um, and there were a couple other YouTube videos that I was watching for just guidance on meditation and at this time I was just kind of creating my bubble of, of what's next and I knew I wanted to do a yoga teacher training so I start researching researching nothing's within the date I wanted nothing's in the price range and then maybe like a couple weeks later my friend reaches out and says do you want to go to Tulum Mexico with me and I'm like I'll go if I find a yoga teacher training there I'm like I've done so much research I've created in my mind that I'm doing a yoga teacher training in October like it needs to happen and and I just was like it's I went to Google like yoga teacher trainings in Tulum Mexico thinking that it would be rare to find something when I'd been doing so much research and nothing was coming up and right as I tap like type it in um a yoga teacher training shows up it's the price range I wanted it's (laughs) the time frame that I wanted and then I see the the two women that are hosting it um and I never heard of them before but I look them up on on Instagram I do some you know creep in and I just want to get to know if our energies are aligned and I see that this woman is um her and the YouTuber that I got really into, like, follow each other on social media. Like, that's our mutual friend. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Like, but I took that as a sign. I'm like, yes, like, she's going to be my yoga teacher um, for this yoga teacher training. So I ended up doing the training in in Mexico, which was, I mean, there was a tropical storm. There were two hurricanes. We had to flee. Like, it was another shakeup. It was insane. Of surrender, yeah. Total surrender. And just getting rid of the ego of, like, I was like, things are easy. It's going to be easy. And um, I really kind of needed that to really strengthen myself. I feel like I really had to learn how to um, 
protect myself and how to strengthen myself physically with the with the training. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I asked her, the woman, how she knew this, the YouTuber, this yeah. spiritual woman, and I'm like, you know, I have to be honest with you, like I came to this training because I saw that you, you and this woman that I really have connected with her energy and I really admire her like her videos and it's been really she's been really helpful throughout this whole COVID situation for me I'm like how do you guys know each other because you both follow each other and she's like oh that's my sister (laughs) I like was in shock I love it I was just my jaw drops and she's like oh she's gonna love this story like she always has these aligned like synchronistic things that happen to her I'm like of course she does I love it so it's cool it's like so much beauty in this path of spirituality of the synchronicities are just insane mm-hmm. and we're I really feel like I'm just constantly meeting the, these people that I can go to such deep levels with in conversation and yeah. really feel held and right. supported yeah so was your yoga instructor your yoga training like super spiritual because mine was like incredibly spiritual um it actually it wasn't it was a lot of physical it was um mm-hmm. A 200 hour vinyasa uh, training and we it was a lot of movement it was a lot of physical mm. and which was good for me because um, I was sh- like working on parts of my body that hadn't been holding emotions and were really difficult like I'm not that flexible yeah. um, and like I love yoga but I'm just not one of those super bendy people so it was challenging but I think that was symbolic of, of that um, mm-hmm. And there was, it, there were some moments we had a, a local Mayan woman come and do a ceremony, which was really spiritual. And Tulum in itself, I mean, I was having a lot of visions there. So it turned into becoming like a spiritual experience without the intent of that. Was this the same like time frame of when you did the Reiki too? Yeah, it was, so okay. after, it was right um, a couple of weeks after the yoga teacher training is when I got Reiki for the first time. Sorry about the dogs, folks. There is, like, I'm not stopping recording. <laughs> and it's my landlord's dogs, too. So, that's a lot. Um, they're just telling part of the story for you. Yeah. So, you did the training and then, like, went right into the session. Yeah, and then that kind of, and at the point, it was funny, like, I thought going into yoga teacher training, I'm going to do this training, and I'm a yoga teacher, and there was a a period of time that I, like, kind of went with that, even though my body was like, you don't want to be, or my my soul didn't want to be a yoga teacher, I felt called to explore more of the psychic stuff and the, the tarot cards and oracle cards. And, yeah, I just had to get honest with myself about um, the experience of, of going in thinking that I wanted to be a yoga teacher and coming out of it, like, honoring the experience. And physically, it made me so much stronger. I learned a lot of, about yoga and the ancient practice of yoga. And knowing that I could take some of that knowledge into what I'd eventually do mm. with, within my business now. But... Um, yeah, there was this awkward period of like thinking that I was supposed to be a yoga teacher 
but it didn't feel right for me. Mm. Yeah, same. Not yet, yeah. anyway. Like, yes. I would like to start practicing every day. At least you practice Kundalini. Yeah, and I would eventually, like, that's my next thing that I, because we're always yeah. learning and wanting always. to learn more and more and more. So my next thing is I'd love to do my Kundalini yoga teacher training. Mm. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but I don't do feel rushed. Do they get rush. in Costa Rica? Possibly. I feel like. I know, they might. I feel it would be fun to do it in India, but oh, we'll see. That'd yeah. be amazing. Can we go to India right now? I know, it's <laughs> true. I don't know, and maybe that's why it's not happening, and why it doesn't feel like it's happening anytime soon that I'm going to be doing that. But oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that would be the, the yoga that I'd want to dive deeper in. And it's yeah. good, like, I don't know, I've just learned so many lessons through through this journey as I'm sure with you can relate to Kundalini or with like with this journey of you know trial and error and sometimes you invest in something mm-hmm. thinking that it's going to be like to solve all your problems and it's like complete opposite <laughs> I don't know if I thought the yoga training was going to solve all my problems but I was like I'm going to be a yoga instructor no, I'm not. Not yet. Yeah, I, like, created this identity. I was, like, I'm this, like, before I even went into it, yeah. thinking, like, I'm going to manifest this, and it just wasn't, and I, like, it's okay to be real with yourself. Like, you go in mm-hmm. thinking that you're going to, something's going to be a certain way, like an expectation, mm-hmm. and it's not, so it's better to go in just with an open heart and knowing that you are going to gain something regardless, but it's not, don't create that outcome create that story in your head yeah I love that oh my goodness so what is your favorite spiritual practice Mm. for yourself oh you have such great questions (laughs) um my favorite spiritual practice for myself because you got a lot you have a lot of tools no that's why it's a hard one to answer because I love my tarot um I love Reiki, but the full moon and new moons, like working with and oh, being yeah. a cancer and like honoring the moon cycles. I now we do these. Jess and I do these full moon circles here in Costa Rica, which are so beautiful. Yeah. But before and still before we we hold space, I really love my like full moon rituals of pulling cards for the new moon or full moon. New moon is when I, like, get into manifestation. What am I creating? And um, I kind of tie in a little bit of all my witchy stuff with, like, the crystals. And um, I write down what I'm trying to manifest in the next six months. Mm. And a lot of those manifestations end up happening. So it's – I love journaling. I love that practice. Um, And I love, like, writing – I'll write down, like, the tarot cards I pull or the oracle cards I pull – and when I was living in Hawaii, I was doing all this by myself. I wasn't really holding space for other people. I was just doing this on my own. And I'd go to these places of land in Hawaii that I felt really drawn to. And I'd sit there in the dark, like under the full moon and just mm. journal. And then I'd bring um, I brought this like glass jar and a lighter and I'd burn this paper like a rip. It got so cool. Like I just kept adding things. I'd bring dried flowers. So I that's probably that. my favorite like spiritual thing because it's so ritualistic and I get to tie in mm-hmm. multiple tools and divination to it and that's how we connected 
yeah that is we met (laughs) so it makes sense yeah I manifested you You we manifested each each other other, for sure yeah because it was I love this story of like when we met I'm I'm gonna share it for sure I'll share my story (laughs) romance story um Simon our friend mutual friend uh invited me to this full moon and it was like so late I was so late and I was like oh that sucks I love full moon ceremonies and like literally, I didn't tell you this obviously until we finally moved in together. But the second that I shook your hand, it was this is your new roommate. And I was living with somebody else at the time, and I was just like, "What do you mean? Like, where is Osana going? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, this just doesn't make sense." <laughs> right. And I was like, "I can't tell this to this woman because she's gonna think I'm nuts." And then you. <laughs> and then I met you that night, and. I, you were talking about your samples and I was just fascinated by, by your experience with them and how passionate you were talking about them. Mm. And the next day I heard this clear message, you need to reach out to Jess and ask her to collaborate. I kept hearing collaboration, collaboration. Mm -hmm. And I like didn't know you. I didn't know. (laughs) I'm like, and you're Scorpio, like your energy, your energy is so welcoming, but I just couldn't read you. Mm. And all these, like, things came up of, like, well, what if she thinks I'm weird? What if, like, these, I don't know. I and just, I have the exact same thoughts because it's, like, this woman's going to think I'm nuts. Yeah, I really, in I had all these blocks to reaching out. I was, like, this is so bizarre. Like, we really don't even know each other. Um, I was making up excuses, like, you know, she's probably busy. Like, why would she want to collaborate? Mm. And then... It was just such a loud message. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And the worst that could happen is she says no. Mm-hmm. So I typed it up, probably like like backspace, <laughs> re- rewrote things. But I was like, hey, I um, plan on doing new moon, full moon circles on the beach like regularly. And I felt really drawn to ask you if you want to collaborate and bring your like sound bowls yeah. to it. And like... Not even a minute went by, and this girl's like, yes, I'm down. And I just was, like, so giddy. I'm like, that was so easy. Yeah. And that I remember saying, like, that was so easy, like, asking her. And then that was the theme of us working together. It's been so easy. So easy. It's so nice, too, because for me, holding space, like, I really enjoy holding space. But I've never felt that, like, the balance of it is just so beautiful. It really is like a dance that we do when we create this container on these full moon and new moon Mm -hmm. circles where it just flows like it's this beautiful dance and um I'll never forget the one full moon we had I think 17 or 18 women the last one and yeah and oh wow so powerful and Jess is doing there was one moment and I'll never forget this this image of just doing her sound bowls and all these women are laying and I'm sending Reiki and this one woman um is breastfeeding her child she had brought her newborn and so like her, her breast is out and she's standing and and I'm looking around all these women and I start to Reiki her and I'm just looking around I'm like women are so fucking powerful, powerful. and I just yeah. could feel the energy that in the space that we created and how we're just our work is really uplifting mm-hmm. to everyone to mm-hmm. to these women that are coming and they shift there's a shift that happens in that space and it's making me sad cuz you're leaving i know but <laughs> ugh, 
I think we need to do one before I leave. Yeah. Yeah, because that's like a message just coming through. Like, it doesn't have to be a full moon. Like, that is the energy better? Yes, 100%. But just like one last. I agree. Yeah. One mm. last container together. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be pure magic and full of women again, I'm sure. I know. And it's <laughs> funny because no it, it wasn't supposed to be like a women's circle. I was really <laughs> trying to encourage men. I'm like, it's, I called it a full moon circle. Yeah. And just said sound bowls, and people kept being calling it women's mm. circle. They'd come up to me and they'd be like, "Oh, what time's the women's circle?" And someone's like, "Oh, you know," someone even said like, "Oh, there's another women's circle going yeah. on." And I was like, "Oh, well, it's not a women's circle. It's like sound bowls healing." And then now I call it a women's circle because yeah. it's that's what the universe wanted it to be, and that's what it is. Because when we gather, we are so powerful. Like yeah. even this past week in that retreat, it was just mm. like mind-blowing the mirror images like the mirror stories yeah like every single one of us had something that we could connect with Amazing. and it's like if we actually chatted with these women like no maybe that should be part of it yeah <laughs> yes like, I love that idea yeah I was like, feeling that too even if we were to do it this weekend I yeah. was thinking how I'd really want it to be more of a collaboration with these yeah. women getting their voice in the circle yeah yeah, times are changing where we're, women are speaking, we're like activating our throat chakra. our throat chakras and yeah. we're seeing how, because for so long there was the, the women womb of, yeah. of co- competition and mm-hmm. feeling less than if we spoke about our vulnerabilities or our, our flaws. Mm-hmm. And now we're just putting it all out there and we're yeah. seeing that we're not the only ones feeling this way and then we're working through that and lifting each other up. Which it's is so, so beautiful. So beautiful. Powerful. Like the fact that we're finally being like, fuck society. Yes. I am done playing against you. Mm-hmm. I wanna watch you fucking soar and kick some ass in this world. Yeah. And just like blow up the energy that you are putting out to the world. Yes. Like really holding the vision for sisters mm-hmm. of like, I want you to succeed. I want you to have your your happy story and to be in your power mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it makes me so excited of of this shift right it's amazing it's so good we are almost at an hour okay so this has been so good i'm uh, so like this is just i love it i almost forgot we were on the i podcast. know right <laughs> like women empowering women yes yes <laughs> I love it. All the magic. All the magic and flow and just, like, this beautiful relationship that we've started together just by following our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's been so good. Oh, yes. It's been... And it's only been a short journey of you and I together, but it's only the 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 beginning. beginning. Yeah. That's, like, that has been a very clear message, like, with everything I've been doing over the past little bit and all the relationships that I've gained this is only the beginning like it's not over yeah. this is the beginning and these are yeah these are lifetime friendships even if people travel like mm-hmm. we talked about it doesn't change anything we're still able to do so much online mm-hmm. and um with now that things are opening up to travel so mm-hmm. i feel it i feel like there's going to be more more collaborations in the future 100 yes. percent, all over the world yep <laughs> I can't it's going to travel all over i can't wait Okay, so the last question that I ask people who come onto my podcast. If you could go back in time and tell your 15-year-old self something, what Mm. would you tell her? Wow. 
15 was such an awkward age for me, so it feels nice to think of going back there for her. I would tell her to not care so much about fitting in a certain role that she thinks she has to, to be in to be normal and that I'm gonna cry but her weirdness and like her her artsy side her creative side mm. and her emotions and sensitivity oh and how much she feels is gonna be like her super <laughs> her superpower one day that's so beautiful as you sent me that picture of you and Paul earlier <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I probably was like around that age I was like 13 or 14 oh, I sent her a picture of my brother and I and wow those <laughs> outfits in like the early 2000s were not great they're fantastic what do you mean <laughs> <sighs> so great oh this has been so wonderful I'm so grateful for you I'm mm. so grateful for us to sit down and do this and share you with the world um if people want to find you where do they go it'll all be in the show notes if you want to speak it oh thank you yes and thank you for having me this is feels so nice to talk about these things and i'm so appreciative of our our friendship Mm -hmm. and even this platform that you're creating for people it's beautiful and it's needed it's so needed for everyone that's listening to have all these resources Um, so yes, if anyone's interested in following my journey or Reiki or tarot readings, um, I usually am on Instagram at MegMurray13, and that's what I use mostly to promote and to share my stories and share my offerings. So um, there is a link in my bio on my Instagram that you can see all the offerings. And I mean, if you have any questions, I love when people reach out and are just curious of yeah. like what I do or... Um, I can always modify sessions too if there's something coming up or if you just yeah if you have questions about Reiki or tarot and even if you want to combine the two it's mm. it's so fun for me and I like to customize sessions so I love that yeah so good love you I love you too thanks so much for having me thank you until next time so much for joining me on another episode of daily endurance if you like the content that you heard today go below find these people check out their email their instagram their hashtags everything will be in the show notes below and if you really liked the episode please feel free to share it on your social media and give the podcast a five-star review sending you so much love. I hope you have the best day and until next time, ciao.